Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Robcast. This is episode 340, and it's called I Bought That Saw. <laughs> oh, God, if you're already laughing at the title, how good is this episode going to be? Yeah, this episode is a story about something that happened to me a couple months ago, and it's actually still happening. So there you have it. We uh, moved into this house in December, and the house was built in 1960, and um, nobody has lived in it pr prior to us moving in December. Nobody had lived in it for probably at least two years from what we can figure out. So it was kind of the rescue dog of houses, right? Like it, this house needed some love. And obviously you move into the house, and then you start finding out just how much love it needs. So, uh, I mean, I was, especially January, first part of February, I was literally taking Violet to school in the morning and then going to the hardware store with a list for that day. You know when you walk in the front door of the hardware store and everybody at the cash register says, hey, Rob, you know you've been going to the hardware store a lot. Now, this house had floor-to-ceiling bookshelves in the kitchen. So apparently we could prepare food and have a library in the same space. Literally, when we looked at the house, Kristen and I were like, we're going to have to take those shelves out because they just like filled up one end and they like crowded a window and they were just too much. And these shelves were made of uh, like a plywood kind of that had been varnished. And so one day I'm at the hardware store getting my list of things for that day and I see this saw and it's like $5. And I was like, oh, I got to buy that saw. And another me, so like apparently there's multiple me's. Other me was like, why do we need a saw? And I was like, oh, I need to cut up those shelves that we just yanked out of the kitchen. And other part of me was like, why do we need to cut them up? And I was like, oh, we need to cut them up into squares for uh, the art. And you literally, it was like that sort of, wait, what? So I bought the saw, because once again, if you got multiple U's going on in there, like just listen to all of them and see what they have to say, who knows? So I buy the saw and I take all the shelves out in the side yard and I cut them up into squares. <laughs> yeah, and I'm out there sawing away and I get them into squares and we had just moved a bunch of things into the garage and you know that thing where there are all these bins and you sort them and you give away a ton of stuff when you move, but even then, no matter how vigilant you are about not moving anything you don't need, there was this bin of paints. And I came across this clear plastic bin of paints that someone had given Preston and Kristen had gotten violet during COVID. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint those squares that I cut up. Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got the saw, because I got some painting to do. Isn't that fascinating, the earlier us's? Like, have you ever said no to something? Like, had a really strong no to something and not known why you had such a strong no, and then later, you were like, oh, yeah. Of course, like you find out where that thing went or that person or that deal or whatever it was and something within you is like thanking your earlier self. I don't know why I had such a strong no, but now I know why. So you're like, yeah, because the soul knows no time. The deeper self knows no, 
Yeah, time's an invention of the mind. It's like our earlier self knew something, and so it like gave an answer so that our later self would thank our earlier self, right? So this is all how it works sometimes. Is We're very strange beings, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. So I bought that saw. I cut up this wood, and then one day in the corner of the garage, I had set up this desk made out of door, a door that was the door to Violet's closet, but then there was two doors. So I set up a second desk and made a stack of that wood, and I got out, the, there were some brushes in with those paints, and I just squirted some of the, is that the technical term? <laughs> in art school, are they like, now, here's how to squirt. <laughs> so I just start uh, working with these paints and brushes. I have no training in this. I have no education background, etc. And I, I start painting on these pieces of wood. And I do, like, I think the first one was just dots. And there was somebody that I love very much who was on my heart. I do remember that. And I was thinking about them. And I'm following these dots. And then it's like, oh, I'll make that shape. And if I do enough dots, like if I do, I don't know how many dots, four or 500 dots, and then I mix this color with a slightly that color, I'll get a slightly different tone, and then I'll do hundreds more dots. And then this shape began to emerge, and then all these different colors, and then I start mixing. And I'm, and those of you who do this know it's like, oh my God, where have I been? This It's like so interesting and compelling and fascinating and deeply mysterious. And I remember at some point thinking, I think I've been doing this for a while, and it had been like six hours. It's like lost in something. And here was what was so interesting about it. The, the lack of skill, talent, or any form of even knowledge meant that all there was, well, still all there is, all there is is just the delight, the pursuit, the exploration. I had nothing in my head about technique. I didn't even know the brush. It was just like literally, how does this brush feel? Do I want the thicker or thinner one? Uh, that one. It was some sort of, oh God, it's even hard to talk about. But I know you know what I'm talking about, even though it's hard to talk about. Some sort of, almost like a release. Yeah, it's like the mind got really quiet. It's like a release from needing to understand, and it's so nice, right? It's so nice. It got so quiet up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like everything we're searching for in so many experiences yeah, meditation, nature, et cetera, is when things go quiet and you're just present. It's just be pure being. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and this is, you're talking, I mean, this is a fella. I was going to say you're talking to a fella. This fella here talking to you, I mean, I have been sitting at a desk since 2000, no, since 1993, with this old brain, <laughs> those squirrels up there pedaling really fast to make things, yeah, typing, making outline, making outlines for Robcasts, starting whatever eight years ago, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm painting, and then I got this idea a couple days, like maybe the next day, 
for another painting. And there isn't, there wasn't even, I couldn't even really analyze it because I didn't even know what it, it's like you even lose like the normal safeguards of analysis. Is this any good? None of those questions even, those all, those are like, I didn't, those didn't even cross my mind. Even now saying them, um, seems strange to the experience because is it good? Will anybody like it? What wasn't even, yeah, even now to think about that seems very strange. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like beginner's mind. That's actually, that's what we want. Yeah, beginner's mind. Like every time is the first time. Yeah, yeah, especially if you've been doing something for a while. It can be, yeah, it can be easy to lose that. Yeah, competency is lovely. And if I take the car in or I need heart surgery, oh God, I need, we need competency and excellence and knowledge and research and the internet and all that. We need that. But other times it can get in the way. Other times it can get in the way of the pure experience of being and simply being caught up in something. Yeah. Wisdom is the discernment of knowing when you need which. Yeah. So then I, so then I start getting ideas for paintings and I'm like, oh, I, I need like a, I'd like this color or wait, wait, some of these paints are oils and some of these are acrylics and some of they work differently. And so like I go to the art store and I'm like going through the aisles just like, and then I, then there'd be like a tube of something for six bucks and I'd take it, I'd buy it. I'd go home and try it and be like, okay, so this is this, this is that, <laughs> this brush does this, um, I'm like finding my way and this surface, this wood. And then, and then we had to tear out some other thing that we found out that the drywall behind it was like rotted, but the wood in front of that cabinet needed to be taken out because so, so then all of a sudden I start getting a stash, a pile of wood and I get really excited. Cause I'm like, Oh, this wood has like a stain on it from, I wonder how the paint works on that. And then this plywood, and then there was some plywood, um, in some other shells we didn't need, but that plywood just sucked up the paint. So then I'm at the hardware store asking the guy who had helped me about stuff for the house, hey, I need like a, some sort of clear something, but I don't want it to like asphyxiate me. <laughs> I don't want it to like kill brain cells. So like a water-based something. So then I start trying these acrylics and then there's, I try these spray acrylics and then I find some that like you brush on. <laughs> oh my God, oh. What a world. I know some of you are like, uh, yeah, it's called clear coating. It's pretty basic. I still don't know. Is it gesso or gesso? Somebody help me out here. So all my painter friends ever that I apparently was missing all of that comes back to me, little bits and pieces I've noticed because I was completely ignorant. And now I am like, oh God, so into this. And then I discover pouring mediums. Oh, dear sweet Lord, where you can like, mix a color with a pouring medium, and then you can start pouring paint onto a service surface. And then things just went to another level. And then I was at this other weird antique craft art, just a total potluck of a store. And I found these little figurines. And then I found this, I was like, oh, I know what to do with that. And then there was this other piece, like this light didn't work in the house, and so Kristen yanked it out, and then we were like, that's not going to work. But I realized this figurine that I had found and bought for like a dollar, if you turn the light fixture upside down and set it on a piece of wood and then put the figurine under it, it looks like some sort of weird TSA scanning device from the future. So I was like, oh, okay, that works. Good, got that. So all these weird objects that I'm finding in this house that aren't going to work, 
Um, and then a plumber came and left some tubing, and I realized if I put that tubing on some wood, I can make a thing, and then I could paint a thing. <laughs> oh my God, so unbelievably fun. And then I painted this one piece of particle board. I spray painted it silver, and I painted these UFOs on it. But like, like a kid would paint a UFO, like a like a bad painting of a UFO, but it just thrilled me to no end. So I painted all these different colored UFOs on this big sheet of now gleaming silver particle board. But I was like, it needs something. What does it need? This group of UFOs is coming towards us. What does it need? This is what I'm doing. In like the corner of the garage on like a Tuesday night at 9.13 p.m. in January, I'm like, what does it need? And also I was like, I know. And I got some black paint and just below the UFOs, I wrote out, in, I painted in big letters, is now a good time? <laughs> a group of UFOs coming towards you. And it just says in big letters, is now a good time. And I was like, that's art, baby. <laughs> I literally, this was early January. Oh, God. So I had other stuff I was doing, you know, like a Robcast, like some other things, other projects I'm working on. But then I was like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, this is all great. I love this, but I got this idea for a pink circle, and I'm going to pour a blue thing on it, and then I'm going to stab it with a scissors, and then I'm going to overlay it with a <laughs> thing. Oh, my God. I would literally find myself at night, and by the end of January, early February, in the middle of the night, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I know what I'm going to do with that thing. I'm going to trace a circle, and then I'm going to spray paint a thing, and then I'm going to take that thing that I got at that thing, and I'm going to dip it in pink acrylic paint, and then I'm going to glue it on. But I had it drip, so it looks like it was an accident. Oh, my God, just the best. And I don't know anything about any of this. So it's just finding my way into it. And then there was this uh, old couch that we weren't going to use these cushions on. And so Kristen was tossing out the cushions. I was like, wait, 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 I'll take those cushions. Because all of a sudden I'm like, you know, when you visit, you know, those motivational or like warm, fuzzy cushions that say stuff like live, laugh, love, you know, that stuff like the lobby of a cracker barrel, right? Like stuff that says, I don't know, like family is everything or you can do it or I don't know what, like all of a sudden I was like, oh, I want to do my own motivational pillows. I want to do my own pillows with phrases, but, and instantly I get this list. I was like, if I walk of, of things I want to put on these pillows. So I have this whole stack of pillows right here next to where I'm recording this broadcast. And I've got this whole list of phrases I'm painting on these pillows. Cause I was like, if I walked into your house and you had a pillow and on the pillow, it said the master plan is coming together. <laughs> I would be like, what the, what? <laughs> oh my God, I would love that. If I, if I walked into your house and you had a pillow and on that pillow, this phrase was on the pillow and the phrase was, sometimes you gotta ride two horses at the same time. <laughs> I would be so happy to be in your house. I would be like, okay, this is a place I could relax in. So obviously we gotta have some motivational pillows and I started doing these stick figure paintings that just just pure delight and then there and then I created these fuzzy characters with like blue they're hairy creatures with blue hair and one of them is just a big painting of these three characters 
these three fuzzy creatures, and it says in big letters, they have tater tots, right? So I'm just, all this stuff, God, why am I making an episode about this? This is so much fun to do this, and God, I love it. Episode 340. <laughs> so then one night, the kids and I are out. Uh, Preston's visiting, and Violet and I. We're, we're out somewhere, and we come home. We pull into the garage, because I hadn't told anybody about any of this. This is probably like, we're in like, I don't know, early February, mid-February. And the kids get out of the car on that, on the side of the garage back corner where all this, all these paintings are and art and found objects and sculptures that I've been making are stacked. And the kids are like, wait, what the, what is this? Who did this? Wait, dad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because I just kind of, you know that thing where you're like, you don't even know what something is. You know what it is? Something so new and, God, I don't even want to use these words, but like, it's got such sacred, what's the word? I mean, joy, delight. It's some sort of like sublime pleasure that it's just you and the stuff you're making. But the kids are like, love it. They're like laughing and they're like, this is great. You should keep, sometimes your kids get you, yeah, it's like your kids, it's like your kids see you sometimes better than you see yourself. And the thing where you're like, whoa, your kids are like, yeah, yeah. And then Kristen saw, uh, Kristen came out and saw one of the things that was one of the first ones where I wrote something on the painting. And what I wrote is, it's so, God, it's so delightful. And Kristen saw it, um, and read it, and then she just burst out laughing, and she laughed so hard. She's like literally crying. She has tears streaming down her face. It has to sit down because she's laughing so hard, and she's like, it's so weird, and it's so you. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, of course you're doing this. She's like, remember when you were 18 at college, and you had decorated your dorm room the way you did? She's like, as there's always been, like once again, the people around me, like Kristen is like, yeah, this is not surprising that you would be doing this. Isn't that fascinating? The people around you probably often see you better than you see yourself. Yeah. They're probably not as surprised as you are by the twists and turns and swerves of your life. That's just a side note. That's just a casual observation free of charge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? It's like they see you in some way. It's also interesting, when I was 22 and moved to California, I moved, my grandmother was 81, and I moved in with her, and, and, and her, my mother and my aunt, her two daughters were having questions about her health and her ability to live on her own, so me moving out there, I could, like, drive her to the bank and the grocery store, and my grandma Ruth, and she was an art teacher. Actually, her students did some of those murals on the 210 freeway in Duarte. She, um was one of the first to like pioneer that, make the cement along freeways interesting, turn art students loose on all that cement. Um, so I grew up in a home where my, my grandma Ruth, this is not the grandma that kept cash in her bra, that's the other grandma, but this, my mom's mom, uh, I grew up with her oil paintings on the walls of our house, and then when I moved in with her in here, when I moved to California, her paintings were on the walls, so, and she was left-handed like me, so, and I adored her, she was great. Um, so it's weirdly in 
It's like in the bloodline. It's like in the lineage. Isn't that fascinating how all this works? Um, yeah. Isn't that fascinating how something can seem out of nowhere and yet not? Like the things that you, like think about the things right now that are compelling you, the things you're curious about. That which right now has the most electricity for you, like, like the pulsing magnetic drawing you. No matter how new, strange, foreign, uh, unexpected, I guarantee you, if we were to go back into who you are and who you've been, we would find traces of it. Once again, this goes back to these sessions where I sit across from people and the patterns I've noticed. Because when you sit across since 2019, if you sit across from like 2,000 people over the course of four years, you start to see some patterns. <laughs> and... Uh, I've noticed how many people there's a next step emerging for them. And it feels like a strange swerve. Like, a number of people just need permission. It feels like, am I allowed to do this? But for a number of people, it feels so like, but this isn't anything I was trained for, but this isn't anything that I've done before, but this isn't anything. But I'm, the number of times I've seen, if, you, if the person just slows down, and I'll like start asking them questions about what they did before, what they're doing, what they did, what they did, how often... Oh my God, the number of people who have said, you know, when I was 11, I loved turtles or whatever it is, sewing, um, numbers, math, whatever. It's amazing how many adults, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, who have something new that's like rising up within them asking for expression and it's causing all this dissonance and fear and like, what is this? Can I do this? And yet when we just sit together and take some deep breaths and they put their feet on the ground and ground themselves in the earth and get centered, how often the person will be like, actually, I, I started this in school, but that job, you couldn't make a lot of money and my parents pressured me, so I switched my major. You, I cannot tell you how many people, literally hundreds, who the new thing that seems like a wild departure is actually retrieving something earlier. And the number of people who abandoned something because someone told them it's not legit, the family didn't approve, you can't make a lot of money doing that, all that, all the normal, boring, cliche stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I bought that saw, <laughs> and I cut up those boards. Then I cut up some other boards. Yeah. Then I, then I found some drywall and today I was experimenting with whether I could varnish some sides of drywall to get them so they wouldn't have that dry dust in the front and that if I put a layer of this other kind of paint over top could I do something with that because that had an interesting feel to it and a consistency and yeah yeah and then I just started these pouring and I found we had some old cabinets with like five foot doors and I just started trying to doing some pouring, like five-foot sections of pouring and dots. And I was like, oh, that was over the weekend. Like a whole new thing opened up. Like, oh, my God, this is, I got to follow this. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I needed like a device in order to pour this stuff, and I couldn't find like the right kind of cup. So I went to this, ant I was like, go to that antique store. So I went to this antique store, and they had exactly the little pouring cup that I needed for $8. I mean, how strange. How fascinating how all that works. Yeah, that's a proper level of woo right there. Yeah, so 
I mean, obviously you need a t-shirt that has a bunch of UFOs on it that says, is now a good time? <laughs> uh, there's also one painting of a UFO and it just says in letters down below the UFO, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> like the unknown shows up and it's like, hey, Oh, man. Oh, man. So fun. So where does it go? I don't... Does it doesn't matter. Who cares? You know? Of course, I do have an idea for an art show where you'd start in the garage here, and then you go along the side of the house, and there'd be like seven... What I got? Seven movements to it, seven different themes, and then there'd be like these... I found these pieces of cork that I could put... You know, arts galleries have like that white card next to the piece of work that describes it. Then I found these pieces of cork that are broken up and I can write on the cork so I could like label everything and there could be like this walking art gallery tour of all this art. I know exactly how it ends when you get to our back fence because you've gone all the way around the house at my art show. So yeah, where does it go? I have no idea. I also know exactly what I want to do next. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So man, if you would have told me this in December... Uh, that they're literally, I've run out of space to store the number of paintings. So then I was at Ikea and found these like, you know, like $3 wooden racks. So I bought them. So um, now I have a whole pile of future wood and then I have paintings, but I have found a way to line them up so they don't uh, like scrape each other. But at some point here, yeah. Um, yeah, we got like so much stuff that I'm going to have to figure out even where to put it and et cetera. So where does it go? Does it matter? Who cares? And yet sometimes you also know exactly where you want to go with it. And it's just the pure delight. So I don't know. What's this episode about? Buy the saw. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell us, try this tomorrow. Just tell somebody, hey, hey, buy the saw. <laughs> that thing thing that's weirdly speaking to you it's almost like a door to a room you've never been in yeah yeah just open the door see what's in there oh <laughs> uh, yeah 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 try that try that buy the saw yeah mm -hmm. good times mm -hmm. yep is now a good time <laughs> peace and love my friends, this has been episode 340.